Welcome to Market Scale Software and Electronics. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have another opportunity to have a conversation with my now close personal friend, the Vice President of Global Sales for Tidal, Marty Hendrickson. Marty, how are you doing? I'm well, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. You know, I'm excited that I had another opportunity to talk to you. The last conversation we had, I thought was really fascinating, but I felt like I may have hindered you a little bit because you know a lot more than... I knew to ask. And so I I feel this is really my redemption opportunity and a chance to really find out more about Tidal. So do me a favor for people who haven't listened to the previous podcast, just give me a brief little 60 second, how you wound up at Tidal. And then I've got a great question for you. Well, uh, first, I think you're, you're selling yourself short and you're giving me too much credit at the same time. But, uh, but I, I appreciate you having me back on and, uh, my uh, my career started at at Brinks, and for those that don't don't know, Brinks Brinks is one of the global leaders in secure logistics, uh, moving diamonds, jewelry, cash, etc. And I, I gravitated to the uh, the tech side of their business, and the tech side of their business uh, lends itself to cash automation, and typically in retail environments. And going back. 10, 15 years ago, there are very specific verticals in which companies like Brinks focused on. And uh, spent some time at uh, after Brinks at a uh, financial services company and then uh, found my way back into the industry. And, and uh, now I lead our global sales initiatives at Tidal Engineering, where we provide uh, cash automation solutions to retailers, hospitality, healthcare systems, uh, you name it, anyone that takes and uh, accepts cash. Um, we have solutions for them. Let's talk about some of the industries that you're able to help because you have an incredible degree of flexibility in the way you approach certain needs based on the market that you're going into. Yeah, you know, focusing just on the U.S., uh, one of the key solutions that we deliver to the market is uh, uh, what are called smart safes. And just a, a really quick overview smart safes. Uh, accept, automatically accept cash at point of sale or in a back office. So that could be in a quick serve restaurant, it could be in a convenience store, it could be in a retail environment. Uh, and every note, uh, as I mentioned, read and recognized, uh, the unit tracks all data, including cashier data, manager data, end of shift, uh, end of day. Information is transmitted to right now more than 4,000 financial that provide credit for cash while it actually remains in uh, customer location, which is um, uh, an extremely interesting concept for organizations that are looking to reduce labor, they're looking to um, gain access to working capital, they're looking to, to mitigate risk, etc. So the solution has expanded beyond just, um, again, QSRs and convenience stores were, who were early adopters. And, and now we're seeing an influx uh, of adoption in just general retail environments. So uh, retail is, is faced with um, quite a conundrum here, especially with with, uh, with Amazon, with uh, the changing needs of consumers, with um, uh, a workforce that is different than what it was 20 years ago. And they need to adapt enabled in order to survive uh, in this this new macro environment so um, they have to become a more efficient 
Um, they have to remain relevant, which is really up to them. Uh, but then they also, uh, you know, need to provide customers with experiences that are unlike an experience that they can receive online. So providing these types of retailers with the ability to uh, to streamline all of their processes within store, which is one of the reasons you see an explosion in IOC, giving them the ability to replicate some of the aspects of the online experience for, for customers, but also freeing up managers and freeing up uh, cashiers that typically would be uh, required to handle certain other aspects of, of uh, store duty. That's the, uh, just to give you an example, uh, inventory, counting cash is one of the things, obviously, that, that we address. Uh, all of these other functions, now they can remove themselves from these functions and, and focus on the customer. So because of this Amazon effect, we're seeing retailers adopt our solutions in mass. Uh, additionally, we're seeing the impact of the changing world in healthcare, uh, and healthcare has become uh, really a, a this umbrella that encompasses hospital systems, uh, minute clinics, other healthcare providers, dental offices, boutique offices, and all of these um, healthcare organizations, um, especially the hospital system, uh, they're competing with uh, other organizations that they typically did not have to compete with. So they've got coffee shops, they've got pharmacies, they've got customers that are looking to pay cash for copays, they've got um, the uh, executives within their organization are trying to reduce collection costs, so they're requiring customers to pay uh, at point of service. So our solutions lend themselves to these types of environments, because all of these organizations are looking for ways not only to streamline their overall operations, but more importantly, looking for ways to streamline their cash itself. You know, a really interesting point, and I want to go back to the smart safes for just a second, is it sounds like you are providing a, a super smart, automated, incredibly precise accounting department across a wide range of companies that may already have an accounting department, but this helps supercharge it, or that may have just one person who's working the books at a smaller company, and this helps them be incredibly efficient. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, know, you look at uh, whether it's a retailer or a quick serve restaurant, a convenience store, and let's say they have a thousand locations across the country. In a legacy process, they may they may be using hundreds of different depository banks, and our solutions uh, allow them to consolidate those banking relationships down to one or maybe a handful of banks that all participate in their credit facility. So it it adds, um, you know, not only uh, adds some efficiencies to their in-store process, but to your point. On the back end, um, in from in the terms of, in, in in the form of uh, uh, corporate visibility and uh, a consolidation of banking relationships, it, it, it provides a great deal of benefits to to, uh, to those folks that are managing uh, all cash operations in a central location. You know, one part of this that I find really interesting is the whole point of sale concept and how that is balancing with this ongoing trend towards e-commerce, online-based transactions. There still needs to be that human interaction between customer and 
vendor. Yeah, yeah. And I, I tell our our, uh, our teams here internally, and I tell our customers we're, we're kind of where cash and fintech meet. You've got Apple Pay. You've got now Zelle, where you can transfer money from bank account to bank account. It's not just a transaction that is required to take place at from a Bank of America account to a Bank of America account. Um, and you've got mobile other forms of mobile payments that uh, are driving transactions at point of sale. But what we're seeing is uh, a return to cash usage. And it's all part of that physical um, interaction, uh, customer to uh, retailer, customer to restaurant that's uh, that remains critical in this ecosystem. And one of the, the interesting things that came out of uh, research that we did recently was the demographic that represents the highest percentage of cash usage uh, is 18 to 25-year-olds. And that's something you would never guess. Now, these are people that grew up with smartphones. Um, and they are the ones that are using the most cash of anyone in the U.S. And that's because, you know, there's a variety of factors, but there's still a need to have that face-to-face interaction. And, and, I, I, and I think um, we've underestimated uh, the resiliency of cash. We've overestimated how popular these other payment uh, methods will be in, in, uh, in changing how Americans uh, uh, pay for goods and services. You know, I don't know too many people who like getting candy out of vending machines quite as much as I do. If you look at the culture in Japan right now, there are not too many things you can't buy out of a vending machine, and that completely removes that human interaction. Even that is something that can have a human component maintained, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's our, our goal with all of this is to make sure that companies are efficient as possible and all companies need to utilize technology to improve efficiency. Um, but they also need to make sure that they have humans on the other end that are interacting with customers. And, you know, we could talk about where we are going as a society if you go to dinner and, and um, see five people sitting at a table not talking or all looking at their smartphone. Um, we lose that human interaction. And our focus is on, hey, let's take the best of technology um, and and use it to create efficiencies and make companies more profitable and make the experience for consumers a better experience. Uh, but let's, let's keep that human interaction um, intact because I think it's critical for us. It's certainly critical to our business. Uh, it's critical to retailers. It's critical to healthcare organizations. It's critical to restaurants. Um, but in, 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 you know, also it's, it's critical to our company as well. With the focus that Tidal has on maintaining and renewing the customer to vendor interaction, is there an industry that presented you with a particularly difficult challenge in trying to maintain that relationship when giving them a solution? You know. To be perfectly honest, we, we haven't run into that, and, and part of the reason is we have an extremely broad range of solutions. So everything from the very, very low cash volume retailer all the way up to your big box retailer that takes in potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars a day, uh, we have a solution for them. 
So we haven't run into uh, any customer in which we've scratched our head and said, look, we don't have a solution for you. And in fact, we haven't run into a customer where we've said, look, we don't have a business case for you. Um, simply because that broad range of solution come, solutions come at a varying degree of, of, of cost. And uh, the business case is usually there when we take all of those factors into consideration. Again, labor, um, access to working capital, risk mitigation, HR, legal, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that, that we look at and customers look at is costs associated with handling and accepting that. Is there a particular industry that you might have worked with one or two clients in, but you're not widely known as having solved a major challenge for that industry, and you think, man, where do you guys get a load of this? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's healthcare. So we've, we're integrated today in, into some of the largest hospital systems in the U.S. and in the world, and uh, again, our solutions lend themselves incredibly well to that environment because of uh, the number of point of sales, the, the amount of cash that's coming into those facilities, uh, as I mentioned before, the need for uh, these organizations to collect payment before service is rendered, and uh, the value and the, uh, the return on investment for these hospital systems has been, has been tremendous. And it's because of the, the, the everything else that goes on within their environment, uh, cash is, is always uh, an afterthought. And um, with some of the ROIs that we've developed with these organizations, once the other hospital systems across uh, the U.S. have a chance to evaluate a full program, uh, it's only a matter of time before we see mass adoption. As a consumer, is there one particular transaction that you run into personally and you think, oh, man, we could fix this? You know, I wish I had a better answer. For, <laughs> I wish I had a better answer for it. I know, I know the one thing that um, I wish we could fix is just uh, customer service uh, across um, all verticals. And that is um, we've taken the focus away from Again, as I mentioned before, that human interaction. Um, and if, if organizations could, could remove all of the other activities that are required by, um, by their employees on a daily basis and just say, look, focus on, focus on your customer um, and focus on the people that are coming through your door and focus on the people that are driving revenue in our organization as opposed to all of these other tasks that, um, that don't do what should be your um, number one goal. Don't help you attain your number one goal, which would be uh, make your customers happy. And I think um, we live in, uh, uh, or, or these organizations would uh, would realize, uh, you know, some levels of levels of profitability that that they just haven't been able to realize because they do require their employees to focus on everything, but the actual customer that's coming through the door. Well, I'm really glad I had a chance to get a hold of you. I'm glad you had time in your schedule to, to talk to me again. Today, I've had the privilege of having a conversation with Marty Hendrickson, the Vice President of Global Sales for Tidal. Marty, thank you so much for coming back on. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, and have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.